Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the twenty second of June. Wow, the year really has pushed on, hasn't that, it? That's、Bia? right, and it's the, the shortest days of the year. But of course, if you're winter solstice, if you're listening in the、uh, northern hemisphere, it's actually your longest day of the year. And、uh, yes, and nice to see you, Giselle.、Uh, listeners won't see you. She, she's actually sick. She dragged herself out of sick bed to come to the show because, because I she, knew you couldn't handle it on your own, Pierre. That's right. That's right. So that's good to see. That's what we like to, to see. <laughs> Workers overworking themselves and refusing to take their sick days. Aren't there a string of reports about that at the That's moment? That's right. We've actually、yeah. got one、uh, news item on oh, that. Oh, very that. good. Yes, yes, yes.、Um, but、um, the music that you just heard was "Back to Black" by Amy Winehouse. So, and that was thanks to Solidarity Breakfast for another very interesting program. And of course,、uh, Giselle, last week was、uh, Radiothon. And、um, I think we've got a bit of money, but I think we still need some money. So yeah, I heard、uh, that you、uh, performed insufficiently for the task in front of you. That、uh, you didn't quite. Get us there in the end. That's why they've called me back in to、uh, let listeners know we are a very short way off our target. But of course, this overall contributes to keeping 3CR, keeping independent radical voices on air. 3CR is. Actually, across right across the community radio sector,、uh, the most left-wing radio station.、Uh, we are one of a kind, and it is really important that people like you, our listeners, keep us in a position to continue to bring you the information, news, current affairs, and political analysis that we're able to. That's right. So we'll see now how much money you bring, in, Giselle. Yes, but, we shall. And but of course, who brings you Asia Pacific Current every week? Yeah. So it is this organisation, great organisation, Pierre. You should get involved. It is called Australia Asia Worker Links. Have you taken some、uh, cold <laughs> anti-flu drugs? <laughs> yes, that, I、uh, have. I see. Um, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's dot a a w l dot org dot a u. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms. But you can also email us at a a w l at a a w l dot org dot a u. And today's、uh, interview, what will be after, of course, our、uh, news roundup, which will come、uh, very soon. That's right. So we are speaking today with Carol Un from the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions, obviously about the massive demonstrations we're seeing in Hong Kong in response to the proposed extradition bill.、Um, I recorded this interview on Monday, though,、uh, and for those of you who are following the situation, it does move very, very quickly. So I've included much of the background, the political context for the demonstrations, and bearing in mind that power continues to mount,、um, and that in fact we've got demonstrate we had demonstrations overnight and going into tomorrow. That's right, and、um, we've actually got a news item on that as well. But that was actually also done last week, so slightly out of date. But Sorry about that. When、uh, news items move very fast, this is what happens. But we'll go straight to the、um, uh, news item, which of course we、um, missed it、uh, last week. The、um, 
Unfortunately, we go to the Philippines where the uh, murders of activists continue unabated. Uh, this week has seen the, execu- the execution of another four activists in the Philippines. The first two, Ryan Hubilia, 22-year-old student, and, uh, and a 69-year-old Nelly Bagasala, were prominent human rights activists uh, active in the Karapatan uh, organization. It's a human rights organization. They were killed by gunmen on motorcycle on the morning of June 15 in Sosagan province in the Bigol region of southern Luzon. The very next day, 57-year-old Leo Vigildo Nonoy Palma, an active member of the farmers' organization uh, um, KMP, was killed outside of his house by gunmen on motorcycle in San Fernando town um, in uh, the middle of uh, Mindanao. The following day, Neptali Morada, the former regional head of the left-wing political party Bayan Muna, was gunned down in the early morning in Naga City, another also in the Bicol region. Neptali was also killed by gunmen riding a motorcycle. Uh, it's quite shocking, isn't it, Giselle, to actually read them out like that? Absolutely. Um, but also uh, it r- reminds us the cost as well or what is put on the line in relation to resistance and dissent and this idea that all we need to do is sit down calmly and patiently at the table with a capitalist and negotiate for more. Actually, what is th- these capital capitalists will fight <coughs> with brute force. And uh, with to- no rules. <laughs> yes. Uh, more uh, industrial murder. Uh, so workers have been killed in separate industrial incidents in India. At least three labourers were killed and another suffered serious injuries at a road const- construction quarry in Odisha, Konjar district earlier in June. The injuries occurred when a section of the quarry collapsed on the workers due to subst- substandard supports. A week later, three workers were killed and as many critically injured after a boiler exploded at the Balaji Chemicals Factory located near Visianagram City in the eastern state of Andhra Pradesh. The blast created panic among the workers and the surrounding housing estate due to the thick blanket of smoke it created. It's unclear what caused the boiler to explode, but unfortunately... Such incidents regularly occur in India's poorly regulated industrial sector. And unfortunately, we uh, remain in India where this is another industrial accident, but I I did um, uh, make it separate because this is actually a growing um, scandal in in India about the workers dying cleaning uh, sewerages where they're actually should not be allowed and there should be there's quite strict regulations about who and how uh, people should clean uh, sewages and it, other it is that environment of lawlessness though that you're speaking of that's right so and this week there was another mass death of sewer workers in india and this is particularly sad on, on top of the usual sad because um so in fatikui village in the vadodora district in the northeastern state of gujarat workers were cleaning a sewer tank it seems that when one worker did not come up from after going down, three other workers progressively went in to rescue the previous ones. Some, none of them then came up. So sometime later, hotel workers noticed that these four workers were missing and so began to search for them. 
three hotel workers then progressively also went down into the sewer uh, tank with also with no protective uh, gear. They also also come to the toxic gases in the tank, and afterwards rescue teams had to cut into the tank from the side as the bodies had all sunk to the bottom. Uh, the only uh, possible positive is that the owner of the hotel has now been charged with culpable homicide as the workers had not been given any protective gear and the owner had been warned about uh, occupational health and safety breaches beforehand. So now moving to Hong Kong and the mass protests. Um, in the week between the 9th and 16th of June, we, we witnessed unprecedented protests in the semi-autonomous city-state of Hong Kong. The two weekend protests were attended by one million and two million protesters, respectively, while the Wednesday protests <coughs> saw running battles in the streets of Hong Kong that lasted hours and led to hundreds of demonstrators being injured or arrested by the police. The cause of this mass protest were the Hong Kong government intention to pass an extradition bill that would have made it legal for people arrested in Hong Kong to be handed to authorities in China. Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, had staked her leadership and reputation on enacting this extradition bill. With this proposed new law effectively dead, there are now increasing calls for Carrie Lam to take responsibility and resign. Not sure that the law is effectively dead, though. That, that's right. Um, well, zombies do um, manage to get up from the dead. Um, we go back to India on a different kind of story. The garment sector in Tamil Nadu, which is the southern state of India, is a multi multi-billion dollar industry that supplies major brands all around the world. Now, a recent investigation has discovered that workers, whom the great majority are women, were given pills to take by their managers for period pain and other ailments. Uh, These drugs were rarely provided by medical professionals, and the pills themselves had no markings to show the brand, the composition, or expiry date. Many of the women were, were reported to have taken these pills for many months, if not years. The investigators found that um, that many of the women had developed a number of health problems ranging from depression and anxiety, urinary tract infections, fibroids and miscarriages. The administration of, of these drugs were part of a pattern of um, uh, these female workers' lives being tightly controlled from toilet breaks to periods to keep production lines going as fast as possible. And people have got in mind, keep in mind that many of these workers come from very poor uh, backgrounds, many have debts, and so are in a very weak position to resist these pressures from their managers. And in Myanmar, earlier this month, the leader of Myanmar, Aung San Suu Kyi, or Suu Kyi, uh, travelled to Eastern Europe to meet with Hungary's far-right Prime Minister, Viktor Orban. In a statement released after their meeting, the two leaders highlighted that one of the greatest challenges are present for both countries and their respective regions, Southeast Asia and Europe, is migration. In particular, they highlighted that the two leaders shared concern about the issue of coexistence with continuously growing Muslim populations. Given Myanmar's genocidal actions in the last number of years uh, in relation to Muslim minorities, Aung San Suu Kyi's comments are an indication that repression against Myanmar's minorities is not going to change. Well, more than that, she is actually complicit 
in what we should call the genocide of the Rohingya people. That's correct. And the the next story is interesting because the United Nations has just announced that last year the number of displaced people around the world had climbed to close to 71 million people. The uh, majority of these people are fleeing extreme deprivations, whether it's caused by economic conditions, conflict or repression. While the number of displaced people continues to grow, more and more governments around the world are adopting nationalist and xenophobic policies, uh, effectively shutting down, uh, shutting the door on these people. In our region, the majority of refugees can be found in Myanmar, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, Iraq and Syria. So that's really the all that we've got for the news roundup. We'll go to a uh, community announcement and then we'll be back with our main interview. Hello gardeners, Pam Vardy here. Get ready to turn on and tune in to the Gardening Show's annual Radiothon. It all takes place on Sunday the 23rd of June from 7.30 to 10am when you can help keep your favourite gardening show growing. Listen in on Sunday the 23rd of June and call 94198377 for great deals on seeds, new organic products, gardening tools, nursery vouchers, magazine subscriptions and new green-focused book titles. Or make a tax-deductible donation to support 3CR Community Radio. Join us at the station after the show from 10 to 12pm to pick up your prizes, have a cuppa and say hello. Dig deep for the 2019 3CR Gardening Radiothon, 7.30 till 10am on Sunday the 23rd of June. It's 14 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents with Giselle and Pierre. Our next guest is Carol Un. She's the Women's Officer of the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions. I spoke to her on Monday about these uh, demonstrations we're seeing across Hong Kong, but particularly some of the background and political context. As we've mentioned a number of times in the show, the situation is developing very, very quickly. So for very, very up-to-date news, check out your more trusted news sources. Here is Carol Un, and she starts off by introducing herself. My name is Kara Ng. I'm the chairwoman of um, Hong Kong Confederations of Trade Unions. And um, I previously representing the aviation workers, particular about cabin crews um, over 10 years. I used to be a cabin crew of British Airways um, based in Hong Kong. And I involved in the um, union movement over 15 years. And I was elected as the first uh, female chairperson of HKCTU in uh, about three years ago. And um, that was the first female chairperson in 26 years. Excellent. So um, now I'm leading 97 affiliates, uh, nearly 190,000 members. So obviously today we wanted to talk about the um, demonstrations in Hong Kong. We understand that these protests are in relation to the, a, an extradition bill um, that's going to allow the government in Hong Kong to send people to mainland China for trial and detention. Can you give us more information about this? What's the context for the extradition bill? What are the offences that could be targeted by this? 
Um, it, this is not a, a completely new law. It is called a fugitive ordinance um, in our Hong Kong legislation, and it's been here quite a long time. However, the um, these very important um, points to raise about this law, this bill, this time, is because um, at the current situation, this. Um, this law actually differentiating um, Hong Kong legislation and other countries' legislation when we try to extradite um, any suspects or criminals to a, a agreed country. Now, on the basis of that, then we um, prior to our handover back to China nearly 20 years ago and uh, at around that time the joint declarations between the British government and the Chinese government um, they have been agreed um, keep a, um, a, a line to separate two jurisdictions in between Hong Kong and mainland China in particular when trying to extradite any criminals from Hong Kong to mainland so um, now um, this year, about four months ago, our chief executive, uh, Carrie Lam, she proposed to have some amendment of this fugitive ordinance and try to remove this um, barrier. And she actually proposed that um, some kinds of, now it's 37 different offenses, which could be submitted a kind of request from mainland Chinese government to request anyone, I emphasize, anyone in Hong Kong to extradite to back to mainland for a um, legal trial. The problem is, the word is any. That means anyone in Hong Kong, no matter Hong Kong local residents, citizens, or any foreigners who transit in Hong Kong, then the Hong Kong government could, using a court order, um, that means to asking the Hong Kong police to enter to anyone's residence to arrest anyone and then start the procedures to extradite that person. Now, you could imagine this is a very sensitive and serious situation for anyone who heard about this. The, the, the main issue is not how many kinds of uh, offenses, currently 37 they propose, that will be extradited a person. Is the situation is once a person extradites to mainland China, how and what way to protect that he or she could receive a fair trial? And also, after handover this person to particular Chinese senior officials, government officials or authorities, how could or who actually can promise she or he will receive a very human treatment. If you look at different stories like Liu Xiaobo and um, Li Wang Yang, all these cases in mainland China just telling you a very horrible story. How could an authority in mainland China to, to treat somebody as a criminal or anyone who giving threats or um, possible danger to the Communist Party government? But um, the, the problem, um, it's not only that simple. It's the, the attitude of the chief executive of Hong Kong. She was trying to manipulate the current political situation in our tiny legislative council, which is 
similar like parliament in other country and she thought she got enough um, legislators on her side after several discussions or and um, continued the voting uh, on make the bill pass she was very confident that it will be passed and it's showing a problem within our legislative council that um, the pro-Beijing or pro-government uh, pro legislators, which is more than the pan-democratic legislators. So we, we knew that if you just based on the final voting of these legislators, the bill could be passed. But this time, it draws attention from the large, um, I emphasize this really large amount of the public. They are heavily concerned. In particular, it's the business uh, company and the young generation. The business company they're wearing those, those called 37 different offenses is actually um, targeting mostly are the business firms. And when you're dealing business with mainland China these days or in the previous 30 years, unavoidably that must be some kind of behavior you need to do locally to please the local authorities in order to get fast track on applying certain permits or license. And in mainland, it's open secret, it's common practice, but who knows, after 30 years or 20 years one day, these could become a kind of crime or offenses you have been committed a long time ago. And that's why the business companies and those investments, investors, they are seriously worrying. Then second is the young generation. Because when they look at what the human rights situation in mainland, they are truly worrying it. They will be living in a kind of fear from now on. Because if you criticize the Communist Party or the central government or anything about in China, would that be cost you to disrepute or disrespect or perhaps became endangered the security and safety of mainland China? and so that will cost you being extradicted. So it's all these unanswered questions throughout these four months on different times of the questioning and discussion and sections within the Legislative Council. It seems Harry Lam and different um, ministers of the security bureau, um, they couldn't answer it properly. At the end of the day, they try to convince the public is something like, uh, we won't put it in writing, but trust me, um, the, the person who gets extradicted, and I, I promise you, he or she will get um, human rights protection like that. By simply just verbally saying something to promise something um, about personal safety, about human rights, which is far beyond our expectation. You can't just buy verbal agreement these days. You must put it in writing. But again and again, different legislators from pan-democratic side tried to ask the chief executive to do more and she refused. And then the, the situation developing very rapidly, especially this month, because um, it seems like the chairperson of the Legislative Council has been ordered on specific dates, which was the coming Thursday, to, to get the voting done. So they try to make it as soon as possible. At the beginning of this argument of extradition law, um, Harry Lam um, just saying that because there was one murder case happened in Taiwan 
two Hong Kong citizens went to Taiwan for a holiday, um, and that um, a young boy traveling with uh, his girlfriend, um, he killed her, and but then he dumped her body and the remains in Taiwan, but he um, escaped back to Hong Kong. And due to Hong Kong and Taiwan had no um, very clear agreement on how to, how to extradite a murderer. Um, so this boy couldn't be moved or bring or hand over to Taiwan jurisdiction. So that's why it gives a, a very good background for Carrie Lam to start everything. But and after all, the Taiwanese government came out and clearly declared no matter what, they will not take and they will not receive this boy. And because they still remain that Taiwan is a country and uh, if there is any kind of specific agreement for extradition or hand over a person, it must be based on a country to country based agreement. But then it re that it will relate to the Communist Party, how to see Taiwan, this position. And um, no matter what, um, once again, the Taiwanese government firmly say, um, well, we, we don't agree that, that way to handle it. So there's no urgency anymore to get this law passed. The carry is still pushing forward so hard, so quick. So the organizers of the Civil Human Rights Front, they decided to start um, the very first rally, um, I think, um, three, three weeks ago. And the turnout was about um, 60,000 or something. Then um, later, a week later, uh, they um, initiate another rally. The number of the people turned out increasing to, I think it's um, 130,000. And the, fourth, the third time became 1 million. And yesterday became 2 million. So it shows um, a very big, um, big concern from the society, in particular this time. Um, it's mostly related to the uh, business company side and the young generation side. Well, Carol, thank you so, so much for your time on the program today. That was such a thorough discussion about the situation in Hong Kong and in relation to these protests. Was there anything you wanted to add to the discussion? Um, I think I, um, we need to appreciate all the medias on different platforms around the world to caring about the situation in Hong Kong. It is already seen over hundreds of different criticism or different comments from uh, very important platforms around different uh, worldwide medias. And it gave huge pressure to the government in Hong Kong and mainland China and uh, we appreciate that and um, we are sure we will keep the fight and we will not give up. Hey, this is Nick Rimpinyar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. One, two, three, four, we 
Yes, subscribe now, but also give generously to 3CR's Radiothon. You actually have quite some time to still uh, get your pledges in and to get your money in. But if you do get it all in before the 30th of June, of course, you can um, put that on your tax return for this um, financial year. That's right. Otherwise, if you don't, we'll just send Giselle around to um, come and knock on your door. Ha, 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 ha. Carol Un was our guest speaker today. She's from the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions. Yes, that interview was four or five days dated, but still very important political analysis. Thanks for tuning in to Asia Pacific Currents. It really is all we've got time for on the show today. Um, Coming up next is Palestine Remembered, but some announcements, Pierre? Uh, Yes, we'll go have one announcement. That's all that we have for you. Asia Pacific will be back uh, next week, brought to you by the fantastic duo of Giselle and Pierre. So stay tuned for Palestine Remembered. You did not do your announcement. The announcement is you're in court on Monday. Oh, I see that announcement. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. I'm, uh, I'm in court on Monday, the twenty fourth of uh, of June at the magistrate's court at half past nine. Uh, the magistrate will hand her hand her down a decision. So if you want to come and support me, come at um, get in there before half past nine. Magistrate court, corner of Lonsdale and William Street, William Street in the city. Beautiful. Thank you very much. That's really all that we have got for. Keep listening to three. CI will be back next week and Palestine Remember is coming up straight after this short announcement. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? Here at 3CR, we're a community radio station and you're part of that. Right now is Radiothon, when we ask our community to pitch in with a few dollars that can help keep media in the hands of our community. This year we need to raise $250,000 to keep the station on air. Any amount that you can afford makes a big difference. And it's really easy to donate. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us power radical podcasts for yet another year. Thanks, as always, for listening.